what would you say in terms of like if you have a bad day? Yeah. A bad day, things aren't going well. And uh, at that point, what do you do? Do you, um, how do you get yourself back up? Well, first of all, you have to ask yourself, did anything change in the spirit? So you actually self-examine. Yeah. You, you, you try to figure out, okay, okay. It's a bad day. It's a frustrating day. What was I, what, could it possibly be something that I have done? No, even if you don't do anything, what you have to ask is, did anything change in spirit just because I'm frustrated? No. Did Jesus change? He changes not. No. Did it alter my relationship to Jesus Christ in spirit world? No, just my soul got all bent. Mm -hmm. And all I have to say is, sorry, Jesus got a little frustrated there. Mm -hmm. It's over with. Mm -hmm. And you go right back to your walk. But what we do, we allow our flesh and that moment of the flesh to counteract all that's going on in spirit. And now, my God, you need a revival. You need to repent. You're going to have to get before Jesus Christ, confess this. Religion demands that. <laughs> And all it's you, not that big of a deal, is what no, you're saying. No, it isn't. It isn't. And I've been frustrated. I've had days where I got over, uh, I call it suke moments. Okay. And uh, when you have a suke moment, that, that soul for the word suke, yeah. you have a human moment, and you're going to have them. Here's the thing about mm. religion. Again, another thing, religion. Mm -hmm. Religion denies humanity. But the kingdom of God will not. It, it accepts your humanity. It accepts your personality, your temperament. Who was in the womb when your embryo was formed? Well, Jesus Christ was, the script Psalm says. So he formed you. He formed your personality. He formed your temperament. He formed your disposition. He formed your all of you, who mm -hmm. you are, constitution. And now you come out a certain way, a human being. He doesn't want to remove your humanity. He wants to re give you divine, mm -hmm. a divine, uh, uh, not human, just not just human, but he wants to give you divine influence. Mm -hmm. And that will influence your humanity, but not change you. Mm -hmm. See, people try to change me. They try to change mm -hmm. you. They've tried for years to change me. They'll come to the church of Marshall, love me for a while, and then they, they'll see the flaw of my humanity <laughs> or a fault in my humanity. They can't take it. Mm -hmm. They're looking for the Pope, the infallible priests mm -hmm. of the Aaronic order. And it's not whom Jesus Christ died for. So, Hum, uh, religion denies that humanity, but Christ accepts your humanity and begins to change it without condemnation. Hmm. And when you can go in to come under the rule of Christ who accepts you the way you are, broken and needs to be fixed, and then you have a moment where you, uh, years ago, hmm. uh, Oh, about a half dozen brothers were all put out with me from different states, mm -hmm. offended and all that. So another man comes in, and he wants to have a reconciliation meeting up in uh, uh, Oklahoma City. So he calls me, and we're all going to get to the hotel, and, and we're going to have a reconciliation meeting. And uh, I'm wondering now, uh, it, when I was called, when I hung out, I, I wonder if they have the same definition for reconciliation <laughs> that I do. And uh, so I said, we'll find out. Well, I get there, and the, the man who, who uh, orchestrated this says, mm -hmm. who would like to be first? And I, first of all, I had no offenses with anybody. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, mm -hmm. I was just told this, some of the brothers got some grievance with you. Well, sure enough, rather than reconciling, what the meeting was, was the meeting of everybody 
uh, telling me what their what my problem is. And it went all around the table. I'm just sitting there listening. And I said, okay, who's next? You know how, I said, well, we know how this is going to go now. Who's next? Are you next? Okay, you go ahead. And then he just piled on. And he started piling on. But what I what I did, uh, I had a souké moment. At that, I, in that meeting? In that meeting, I got mad. I got mad. And see, we use the term firstborn George, secondborn Randy. Right, right. And we call them, you know, and Crystal is called Crystal. And that's, uh, her, that's first name, middle name, representing yeah, the same just, person. We're, but we're, we're, we're trying to identify yeah. ourselves so we understand there's a, there's Randy Shankle. Right. Uh, he's born of the flesh. There's Randy Shankle, born of the spirit. And I got to know these Esau Jacobs because God lo- hates Esau and loves Jacob. Which kind means, of the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde kind of yes, thing. Yes, type of thing. That See, he, he hates our firstborn. Yeah, but he loves our second born, so he doesn't like the sin that we do. But right. he loves us, right? So now we got to. Re- so I'm up there, and I had a suitcase moment, and boy, did I go off! I just got frustrated, stood up, and I said, right, "I've had enough of this." And I just went off in the flesh. And I didn't cuss and all that or nothing, and but I just, I just told him what I thought about the meeting. I said, "This is far from reconciliation, man. This ain't nothing but butchery." And I said, ain't no way in the world I'm going to sit here and listen to all this trash. If y'all got a problem with me, repent to Jesus Christ and get it, get it over with. Go about your business. And I said, you wasn't called of God to change and transform me. Who are you to deal with this clay? I, the Father's the God, mm. got his hands on this clay. I said, y'all, y'all got your own problems. Mm. You're all human beings. Every one of you guys is speaking to me like you're some infallible pope, and I'm, I'm the broken fixture here. Mm. So that's kind of where I went off. Wow. So I got in the car. We're on the way home after that. And I, had two of the brothers with me. Jeff was one of them. Randall was another. I said, so, gentlemen, did I get an Oscar or not? Uh, he said, Jeff, you mean like in the flesh? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you got the Oscar. You got <laughs> so, but I didn't, I didn't fall out and go into prayer and fasting for three weeks. Mm. I just said, Jesus, I'm very sorry. I blew it. I asked mm. you to forgive me. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of That's our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's the word. How long does it take him to do that? Yes. Instantly. If. If. Yeah. I did. So I said, thank you. Now I'm right back in the spirit. Mm-hmm. Now that's after mm-hmm. a 30 minutes in the soul. Right. And so, but I got right back in it, repented for it. And to this day, it's my Emmy. I remember, I, said, I did great, Jesus. I so, I <laughs> Your Emmy. You, I so made you hate that guy that day, didn't I? He's saving you the Oscar. Yeah, I got the Oscar. <laughs> so I said, well, but I did. I repented to him. I said, I didn't represent you. I went off, represented myself, put, set you down. Uh, I was my own lawyer, apologized for all that, asked your forgiveness. But that was over with. Mm-hmm. I said, gentlemen, I'm hungry. Let's go eat. Now, a lot of people mm-hmm. think that's sacrilegious because I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't mm-hmm. get before him and mm-hmm. cry and weep. And- yeah, yeah, that's that's very good. That's uh, uh, it, it, it completely goes against the normal thinking sure. of religion, of sure. how you should have gone into a contrite Probably some fasting, maybe sure. maybe fasting. See, it, you, the little ter- the little word religions. Yeah. If you re- have religion, it equals just two little words. D O. It's always something you have to do. do. Always have to wow, do. Wow, that's interesting. But if your kingdom, mm-hmm. you you don't filter it through do, mm-hmm. you filter it through done. Mm-hmm. So it's not what I have to do. It's what someone's already it's done. Like, it's like it's like um, God's like. Just get past that. We're good. It's done. We're good. We're good. Randy, I forgave you 2,000 years yeah. ago. If you confess this, I'll forgive right. you for it. That's something. Um, well, I mean, there, there's, there's, you know, it talks about there's a, there's a list that's being kept, but a lot of that is, uh, it, I, I kind of like, I uh, feel like 
you know, if, if you ask for forgiveness, it gets erased. You know, it's not there. It's gone. He says your sins and your right. iniquity, I'll it's remember them exactly. no more. Exactly. I'll remove them as far as east from the right. west. Right. And what he doesn't do is bring those back up. Right. Religion does. Right. Religion does. Guilt. Guilt, shame, shame reproach. Mm-hmm. And you, you have to, you know, I'm so sorry. I, I, was, in, I was in a meeting. I, when I was, uh, I went to California when I was a little, little over, almost 17 years of age. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm uh, get a false ID. And so I can uh, shoot pool uh, mm-hmm. after midnight in California. And I really got into shooting pool and playing for money all the time and going uh, Hollywood everywhere. Up. We went, me and this other guy, we went just shooting pool and hustling all the time. I loved it because I was really good at it. <clears throat> so now at 18, they hired me uh, to run that whole place. And boy, did I love that mm-hmm. because it's illegal to have these big games. So at night, what I would do after after we closed up, I'd open the back door and close the curtains, and these these hustlers come in. Mm. And Joe, you thought you were good, <laughs> you know what I mean? Boy, could they! I mean, they mm. hustle big money. All mm. uh, we are three or four in the morning, and I'd have to shut it down. And but anyway, that's what I was doing before I met Christ, and I got involved in a bunch of stuff I wish I hadn't got involved in. Because of the illegal aspect of it, a lot of money coming in, all this with the, it wasn't like it's a big deal, but to me, after I got born again, I thought, oh man, I wish I had. Mm-hmm. So I'm in, I'm in uh, North Texas ministering at the pulpit, and, and by the way, before I get there, I, I, I must have said to myself, oh man, I wish I had done that. I wish I had gotten involved after, after Christ, mm-hmm. and I couldn't get that behind mm-hmm. me, and I'm at the pulpit ministering one night, and the devil brought it up instantly, right in the middle of the meeting. I, and I'm preaching. I stopped and I said, oh, I wish I hadn't have done that. I just, And I must have already. And just like that, you did not do that. Oh. I, I forgot the marismos. Yeah, I forget. Firstborn did it. Mm-hmm. I didn't do that at all. Mm. I'm identifying to the wrong guy. Mm-hmm. This guy's already been pardoned. What right. am I doing? Right. And I said, wow. geez. And I said, I didn't do it. I didn't do that, did I? George did that. Mm-hmm. Randy didn't do it. George Randall Shankle, you know, George Rand, Crystal Maud, and she mm-hmm. of course she calls the firstborn Maud. She hates that name. She don't use don't call mm-hmm. me Maud. Mm-hmm. But we do that. Esau Jacob. I hate Esau. I love Jacob. Esau did that. Mm-hmm. Firstborn did that. I didn't do that. I said, thank you, Jesus. I never mentioned it again. Well, this is probably the first time I've ever mentioned it, mm. but not in regret or remorse. Was there a uh, uh, an attempt? To share that through the righteousness consciousness teaching that came out way back, like I'm the righteousness of God, of Christ and Christ. No, that's where I got delivered from it through okay. the righteousness consciousness. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. Through, good. Through the teaching on righteousness consciousness, uh, I began to see that I have been made the righteousness mm-hmm. of God, and then mm-hmm. the scripture says it was a gift. Mm-hmm. But anything I did, remember, mm-hmm. right. do, do or done. You got to get your mind straight and renew it. One of those. I'm either going to do this or it's already been done. Right. And everything you feel like you've got to do has already been done. So you mm-hmm. just shift it back to Christ. It's finished. It's done. Mm-hmm. So righteousness is. So I'm righteous. Mm-hmm. I'm righteous right now. <laughs> right now. Right. And here's what's here's where religion will not endorse. You're not righteous, Randy. You're a man. And I'll say I'm not. I am righteous, and I'll never be more righteous than I am. I'm I'm as righteous as I can be right now. It's not going to get any more. There's no there's no commodity uh, of to righteousness. Now there is to holiness, but there isn't righteousness. 
And you can become more and more holy, but you can't become more and more righteous. I mean, he made you righteous. Yes. So I'm righteous. Yes. yes. And so in, in the righteousness consciousness, you get rid of the guilt and condemnation yeah. consciousness. Yeah. That doesn't mean you ignore it. You just repent of it, and you're, you're right yeah. back right again. Because that'll drag you down. That'll oh. keep you in, 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 in a, a state of being uh, um, useless Absolutely. for God. And like you said, you could be in the middle of sharing the, the kingdom of God with somebody, and then that guilt comes Well, up, I was right there ministering. Neutralizes you. And it shut me down. I, I didn't even know what in the world I was saying. Mm. I forgot what I was preaching in ministry. <laughs> it did, because it just that's what it's for. Yeah. Remind you of what you've done and make you regret it. Mm-hmm. And shut you down, and all that is is this is that that other lawyer, mm-hmm. the you know the mm-hmm. adversary accusing mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. of something, and here's what said he's accusing you of what something you've already been part for. There's a for. courtroom going on right there. Yes, like, objection. I got something yes, to say. Yes. Remember? And the judge, most high, will say he's already been pardoned for That's that. Right. That's right. Well, he doesn't know it. And inadmissible. 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 <laughs> And if we really believe this, you could see how we could win more victories and, and have be more than a conqueror in many more areas just by understanding that judicial system of Satan, the adversary, and our advocate, Christ. I got a, a question. Um, again, this is one of those questions that I, I, more curiosity. Yes. And I'm going to switch it back to you. So my question is, do you ever run into anybody... Um, that puts on their best face when they get around oh, you. Joe. And how does that make you feel? Keep, keep talking, because I'm going to change out that battery yeah. right there. Yeah. Oh, does it ever. I have to tell you the truth. Uh, that's one of my personal frustrations is called hypocrisy. And this hypocrisy deals with individuals who change uh, who they are when they're in the presence of anybody else. But one of the most things that frustrates me the most is uh, those who change their colors, change their uh, the lifestyle, change their conversation, change the way they handle me, speak to me when I'm there. Now, here's the sadness of it. Uh, I've, I've been around people who have uh, uh, placated me. They have flattered me. Uh, you think that they hold me at the highest esteem. But when I'm not there and they meet with their friends and others, they tear me down. Oh. And so, but they're just scared of but me. you know that. Sure, I know that. And they're intimidated. So mm. an individual that holds me in any form of idolatry or any form of intimidation, I don't give myself to them because they don't know themselves. It's not about the fact that they can do me any damage. They can't. I don't permit that. I don't let that affect me. But it affects them. And so, yeah, it's very frustrating. And I think it's, uh, it's, it's uh, too much hypocrisy, hypocrisy and pretense. And the, one of the things of uh, Proverbs says, above all things, as face is into water, uh, you, you be true to your own heart. And so what you're talking about is in you look in a mirror or you look in a mm-hmm. reflection, be true to yourself. Mm-hmm. If you are frustrated, if you have a problem, if, if you're whatever, you just be that. Mm-hmm. If I don't like you, then I need to deal with why I don't like you. Mm-hmm. It's not your problem I don't like you. When you deal with the enemies within, you face the fact that what yeah. it is about me that I don't like Joe or why yeah. do I have a problem with so-and-so? It's my problem. You don't – so it, the, the world – uh, believes. First, I don't want to. Oh boy, could I open up a can of worms right now? <laughs> but the world believes in victimization. Yeah. And victimization is when you become a victim, you lose your lose your power. 
I endorse you and impose upon you my power. I give to you my power over me uh, when I'm a victim to you. And what that does, I lose power of my own life. Hmm. And so what happens at that time of, the, of that uh, vicious cycle called the victim cycle is I give you, I lose my power, and then this is where it happens. If you'll change, I'll do better. If you'll change. If you'll change, I'll do better. If the police would do better, mm, I wouldn't be I so see. angry and mad. Right. If the coach didn't handle me this way, I'd be a lot better off. If my teacher, see, it's a victim. You're a victim. You believe if the whole world changes, then you'll be okay. Mm. But you don't. You, you, that's victimization. So it, I have a whole teaching called the vicious cycle. And in this vicious cycle, there's two primary cycles. There's the victim and cycle and the violator cycle. Now, there's another one called the victor's cycle. Uh. But in this vic- vicious cycle, it's a 360. And you never get out of the cycle. It's a vortex. And once you get in, Satan gets you into this vicious cycle, the first one he throws you into is the victim cycle. And you keep cycling a victim. It's Joe's fault. I'd have been great if, if, if it wasn't for Randy, I'd be doing a lot better. If I hadn't went to the church in Marshall, the way they handled me, it's the, the victim, the victim, the victim. Well, they're powerless people because now the point of it is I won't be able to change until you do. Hmm. See, because oh, I, I have a I problem. See. I see. I'm stuck. I'm stuck in my condition yeah. as long as you are remain the way you yes. are. And the That's only, the, only the way I can, I can be a better husband is when Crystal becomes a better wife. Right. You see, I'm, I'm, I'm a victim to this marriage. Whoa. If yeah. Crystal would change and quit doing that and quit handling me this way and quit saying this to me, I'd be a better Christian. But she triggers me all the time because it's her fault. That's what we believe. And we, and we give our power up. So now this says this, that Randy, then you're powerless, aren't you? Oh, yeah, I will never be able to change till Crystal makes a change. Mm. That's powerless. Mm. You gave your power away. Mm-hmm. Now you stay in that vicious cycle, and now here's the sadness. The moment Satan gets you into that, then he slings you over into the vicious, I mean, a, a violator. Every victim becomes a violator. Mm. Now I'll start violating her. Now I'm going to start attacking her, and I'm going to be critical and cynical and judgmental, mm. and I'm going to get on to her. And she doesn't even know, well, you got a problem with me, Randy? No, I ain't got no problem with you. <laughs> <laughs> so people do that. See, if it wasn't for the pastor, if it wasn't for the police, if it wasn't for the science school teacher. It's not just, it's not just your wife who you're with all the time that yes. this happens to. It could be just an acquaintance anybody, that does something wrong. Anybody. You go into Walmart, mm-hmm. and they didn't handle you right. And you become a victim. Road rage. Road rage is a victim. Yet you gave your power away mm. Be- because you have this uh, self-esteem. You have this sense of of uh, of uh, you're a diva. Mm. Do you know who you just cut off? You just cut me off. You know who I am. You don't say that, but you believe it's a conspiracy. Like they woke up tomorrow morning and said, you know what I'm going to do? Joe's going to be on that freeway at 315, and I'm going to cut him off. Mm. They don't do that. They're just trying to get off the freeway. Right. Everybody's trying to get off the freeway. Right. It's not easy cutting four lanes when you made a mistake. Right. You know, My suggestion is take the next exit, but nonetheless, right. this happens. Mm-hmm. So you're right. So once you, once you become the victim— 
Mm-hmm. Then you become the violator. You will you will shoot them in that car. You'll run them all the freeway. Yeah. You're a victim, it and is. you're a violator within seconds. Mm. So every victim becomes the violator. Mm. So what you don't want to do, you don't want to become a victim. You don't want to become a violator. You want to become victorious. Mm. This is the victory that overcomes the world. So we stay out of all these vicious, this whole vicious cycle by not letting people control and manipulate us by their behavior. It doesn't matter what they say or what they do. It shouldn't trigger us. And I've gone through all this. I've been triggered numbers of times. Now, it wouldn't matter what they call me, what they say. doesn't really matter. Uh, I don't want to become a victim to that because you lose the power to change. And if I, if I feel for a moment that I'd be a better man of God if the Church of Marshall changes. You know, one guy came, I think I may have already said this, but he came and got became a victim. And he said, I see five primary problems in this church. I think I already told you. I said, well, I'm pretty happy about that. I, I, I have five in me. So, so, so it kind of shut him down. And I was sincere. I wasn't trying to be modest. Sir, I've got that many problems myself. And he didn't want to hear that either because not from Randy Shankle, the prophet right. of God. Right. No, Randy's a human being. He's born mm-hmm. of Milton and Ruby Shankle. <laughs> and he's going to retain that humanity all his throughout eternity. Mm-hmm. But the issue is, is that we have to stay out of these cycles. And as I said, every victim will become a violator. Mm. And this is the destruction of marriages is somebody, the wife says something, the husband says something, the husband does something, the wife does something, Mm -hmm. and it triggers you Mm -hmm. into this vicious cycle with that marriage. And you can stay in that cycle for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. And but what happened? Then both of them become violators to one another. Okay, and you're at war. At that point. The war, uh, vindictive, mm. judgmental, mm-hmm. uh, want want the revenge. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's no end to it. My mm. mom and dad. Speaking of my mom and dad right now, mm-hmm. I, I lived with that. <clears throat> do you ever? I, I followed up that question with a little statement. Do you ever address that? And 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 I think. Um, an individual who changes. You you mentioned that it's yeah. like a like a, a hypocrite. Yeah. Are using hypocrisy um, that they change their conduct when they're around you. Do you ever um, address it yeah. right there on the spot to like you don't have to do this. Why are you doing this? I do only because my master did. Okay. Jesus called them hypocrites. Mm-hmm. Uh, white uh, 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 whitewashed. Mm-hmm. Uh, sepulchers so he confronted that he knew that they were hypocritical in his presence Mm -hmm. and he knew that even peter uh was hypocritical in Mm -hmm. his presence uh his disciples were at times Mm -hmm. and they weren't true to themselves in his presence so i do confront it i don't do it aggressively as i do some types of transgressions and Mm -hmm. sins but i'll say to them there's no need there's no reason for you to placate me there's no reason for you to you need to get out of idolatry i'm not in idolatry mm. see the denial starts mm-hmm. but well you are and you don't need to be mm-hmm. now what you need to do is take me off the pedestal before i fall off and then you're <laughs> going to resent me for falling so uh, yeah, I do try to address it to remove that type of uh, ridiculous thinking. See, we have in America, and because of Hollywood, that is Satan's, one of his thronos, one of his thrones, one of his seats to advocate idolatry. Uh, these are the heroes. I see, yeah. And it's reproduced into our culture. Right. So now you've got these men of God mm. who are apostles or prophets. And the moment you hear the term, he's an apostle, he's mm-hmm. a prophet, there's mm-hmm. an idolatry that will trigger you mm-hmm. if you are not a son of God. 
if you don't have sonship mm-hmm. secure, right. you'll feel inferior around right. that individual, right. and you'll feel that all that kicks in, and then you become a lap dog to that person. Mm. And that, lots of these men will they they like that. Mm. I'm one that doesn't stop that. Stop mm-hmm. that. We're just brothers. Mm-hmm. There's no there's no titles. See, this is the guy. These are the guys also that propagate uh, the greatness of a, being a prophet. They like that status, mm-hmm. and uh, it's. It's a religious status. Mm-hmm. It's carnal. It's totally carnal as it can be. Okay. Sarkikos. <laughs> <laughs> um, getting back to talking about um, moving from a priest into a king, and I'm referring to, let's say, to these men of God, these yeah. these ministers, their 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 vocation, yeah, is ministry. That's the problem. Yeah. So. What is something they can do to start today serving in the kingdom of God? Well, first of all, that Christ made it very clear in John, they're going to have to see what we're talking about. Right. If they don't see it, they'll never enter it. Mm-hmm. And to see and to be able to see it with a religious blindfold is a real challenge, because instinctively, uh, we have we have a trigger mechanism. Uh, for filtering, without it, it will immediately filter it, filter it, right. filter it. And, and and is it like uh, like uh, justifying yourself or defending yourself or um, uh, like having your guard up? So if somebody's speaking into your life or trying to bring correction or or, or a course change in your life, um, you have or at least I think I have um, things where like well that can't be right because. Yeah, one of the big because is I, I met with a uh, Methodist pastor many, many, many years ago when I first came to Marshall. And he heard about the kingdom, I was, and he watched a little bit on TBN, and he was a pastor there, so he wants to meet with me. And I met with him a half dozen times, and then I finally brought out uh, all, all that I had been talking about. I said, now, you've heard the kingdom of God. He said, man, man, I wish I could do that. And I said, of course, you'd have to lose your title, and then you wouldn't be the church of uh, uh, pastors. And I can't do that. I, I can't lose. I can't lose my salary or my position, Randy. I'm sorry. I, I won't be able to meet with you anymore. And he wouldn't do it. Also in South Africa. Now here's kind of a sadness to this. Talking about men that uh, have never seen the kingdom. Obviously, you don't see it. You don't enter it. You got to see it before you can enter it. Yeah. But uh, here's a sad note. Uh, I've talked to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pastors, and I have only seen a half dozen ever ever make it. What happens is where you go into those churches and minister the kingdom of God, the pastors don't get it, but the people do. And that's ah. the difference. That's what you're looking for. You're looking for the people. I First of all, started off, I thought I was looking for uh, the pastors, you know, the leaders. But I found out the leaders don't do it. As a whole, and I was in South Africa, and I had this real good friend, and I'd been ministering to him and with him and teaching him the kingdom of God for many, many years. Excuse me, months, not years. And he really saw it. He really saw the kingdom of heaven. Hmm. And so he calls me one day, and he wants to meet me up, up in uh, uh, the VA waterfront, which is a beautiful mall and a coffee shop called, uh, oh, what is that called? I forget now. Coffee Bean, the Coffee Bean. This is in uh, uh, South Africa, okay. uh, Cape Town. Cape Town, okay. And we're meeting up there in a restaurant. I wasn't ready for this. 
And here is the honesty of this guy. He said, Randy, I want, you know, I see the kingdom of God, and I understand it. I mean, I clearly see it, but I'm not going to be able to do it. Now, here's where, here's where the problem comes in. He's already got him a nice career pastoring. He's got a lot. He get, he's got a good salary. He's got all these perks, and they can't do it. They don't want to give that up to enter into the kingdom of God. And they think that they're going to, they don't have to enter to the kingdom of God, but they're pretty sure they're going to enter the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> and I, I, I question that. Mm-hmm. Uh, just for a variable note here, mm. the kingdom of God is whose it is, and the kingdom of heaven is where it came from. And this whole thing about just going to heaven, uh, Jesus Christ said one day that he, he even said that one day you'll say to me, Lord, Lord. Did I not cast out devils, heal the sick, raise the dead, open the eyes of the blind? I'm just going on. Yeah. I've done all those things. Yeah. I could be one of those that said, but you would not do what I told you to do. Mm. Yet you call me Lord, but I'm not your Lord. Now, he said, you'll depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. Mm. Ironic, the word knew, there's a different Greek word, too. It means I was never quite sure of you. Mm. One day you're in, the next day you're out. One day you're in, the next day you're out. So what I really have learned about these, this kingdom entering into the kingdom of heaven, Jesus said this, and this is, this is the real criteria. He said, before you enter, you sit down and you count the cost. You make sure that you're able to do this before you start. And uh, I didn't wow. sit down and count the cost. And I said, and I, I, a lot of guys can't do it. Yeah. They just cannot. That, what do they call it? The, the young rich man. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, guys who walk away from their careers as mm-hmm. a pastor and they've got all these years in. They got the perks. They get the, the car every year and they got this title and people recognize or them as something great mm-hmm. and they idolize them. And all that is very appealing to the firstborn. Uh, he likes all that status. The firstborn, he has a priority in career and status. Yes, he's got to have, as I said, to, he uh, call it the pinnacle. Mm. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the fa- uh, he's got to have the favor, the honor, the recognition, mm. the approval, the the praise, the the adoration, and the. Uh, uh, he's got to have all that. He's got to have the office and the you know. Uh, uh, I've, I've been at church in Marshall, don't have an office, been there for 36 years, don't have an office, don't have a parking space, don't have a um, pastor shankle on my door, you know, because I don't, I, I think all that stuff is a joke. It's, yeah. it's really a joke. It shows you, right. it's, it's the, the flesh, it's the carnal believer that mm. likes that. Mm-hmm. And when you go into, uh, as you're talking about this, these three, I use the term three men in cosmos, there are three primary elements to our behavior with God. There's, uh, there is the, the natural man, the carnal man, and the spiritual man the Bible refers to. This refi- reveals three different attributes or, or behavioral patterns that you expect from these people. A natural man obviously is unregenerated. He's, mm-hmm. I mean, he's who itself. Carnal. Totally about it. No, it's nope. natural. Okay. Sukikos. Okay. And it, that simply means it's all about me. Then the carnal Christian okay. is that's the now that that is a Christian who believes in Jesus but lives his life in the flesh. The word carnal is sarx, which is the word sarkikos, and now the word natural is sukikos. So you you uh, said that 
Sarks is he believes in Jesus, yeah. but he lives his life in the flesh. This isn't a natural man. This is a distinction there. There's a distinction. Okay, and I this, got you. Okay, I'm following. So you got this sukikos. I'm going to use the Greek words so we'll understand. The natural mm-hmm. man is sukikos, comes from the word suke. Right. So yeah. suke means self or selfish, self-centered, narcissistic. Right. The sarkikos man is from the word sarks, which is the word flesh. Mm-hmm. And then you got the pneumatikos man, mm-hmm. which is spirit rule. Now, here's the thing. The natural man is not a conflict. The unregenerate is not a conflict to the spirit man. The most conflict and most damage to the body of Christ, to the church, to the kingdom, is the carnal Christian. Interesting. He's at war. At, he is the one that's at war with the spirit man. All those who, all the, some of the brothers and stuff that got offended years ago, they got in the flesh. Mm-hmm. It becomes a sarkikos mm-hmm. type of religion. And they're the victims. Yeah. They were done wrong, and Randy Hanlon wrong, did them wrong, and then the victims become a violator. Now they speak evil, judge, indict, accuse, all this luciferic stuff they, they reproduce. Works of the flesh. Works of the flesh. They got this seed of Satan in them that keeps reproducing the satanic, the, mm. the, the demonic of their lives, yet they're Christian, mm-hmm. and they're spirit-filled. So these are the most conflicting of all peoples on the earth. Mm. They're not natural. And they're not spiritual. Wow. They don't they don't have either neither cult. They've created their own culture of I believe in Jesus and I'm going to heaven, but I live like hell. Wow. And that's the these are the people that are the the, the curses, the drunkards, the wars, the fights, the accus- accusers, mm-hmm. oppressed, depressed, full mm-hmm. of strife, contention. All of these works mm-hmm. of the flesh, works of sarks. Flesh is sarks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All these are the part of the sarkikos man. He's mm-hmm. ruled by the flesh. Mm-hmm. So what it is, he's a believer in Christ, but he's ruled by the flesh. So you could say Christ is his savior, but his flesh is his Lord. Mm. And there is why he can't call him Lord, because he, he's, he's a Sarkikos guy. Now, this is the guy that cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. The natural man can't see it. The carnal man sees it but can't enter it. So you're looking for who's really going to enter the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. That's at, on the earth now. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And that is only the pneumatikos man. Yeah. He's got to be spirit-ruled. I've n- never met a carnal pastor or a carnal believer that entered into the kingdom of God. Not one. You can't enter it. And then you go with the scripture that says, Old Testament in Leviticus refers to the holy of holies. He said, of which no flesh shall enter in. Sarks. Now, that's, that's for pneumatikos. Te- yeah. yeah. That, that, I mean, that does it right there. The you, tabernacle shows it all. It does. You can't bring your flesh into that presence mm-hmm. of God. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to bring your spirit to spirit, mm-hmm. the, comparing spiritual to spiritual, Corinthians says. Mm-hmm. So this is an unjust balance. It's the most difficult people in the earth. The ones who cause church splits are sarkikos. The ones who cause church problems are sarkikos. The ones who cause all kinds of divisions are sarkikos. Mm. The ones who cause all the problems and troubles and and causes the churches to split and divide. Division is sarkikos believers. Mm. But they are believers. Paul called them in Corinthians carnal believers. He said, oh, you're not carnal because there was among you strife and divisions. All this stuff goes on. He said, you're carnal. But it is still, he called them Christians. Carnal Christians. That's a tough word for me. Sarkikos Christian. Because that's the ones I avoid and stay away from. Okay. Because they're the troublemakers. Right. And and it's distinct. It's it's easy to pick out because of the fruit in their lives. And these are the people that you have the... 
you have the right, I guess, to avoid them and stay away from them. Well, you better. It says to. It says to stay away from them and avoid yeah. the carnal Christian. Uh, this guy, he's a major troublemaker, mm-hmm. and, and they are. They are. Mm-hmm. I, I've been in California when I first started experiencing this among the body of Christ. These are your, in fact, there's an interesting term. Uh, in the New Testament, uh, there's a scripture that re, in the Greek calls it busybodies, but it calls it alien bishops. Yeah, I, I, I've heard you talk about alien bishops a, a, a couple of times, but I've never um, really sat through any of the teaching or understanding the details well, with, with, with alien bishops. If, if you deal with, well, we'll go with religion kingdom again for a moment. We'll okay. show you the two variables or the two... Uh, uh, differences here using the word bishop mm-hmm. we just start off yep. with the word bishop in the religion bishops are they got their callers and mm-hmm. they're overseeing churches mm-hmm. and they call i remember bishop earl park and mm-hmm. he, he started wearing the the catholic type of stuff right. and uh they're they're overseeing churches and mm-hmm. that and, and so these guys get they're now the rulers of over all these churches and all the churches pay them tithes and stuff and they're district district bishops <clears throat> but you go to first peter chapter chapter 2 verse 23 and 24 and it says we have returned unto the shepherd and bishop of our souls so as you know you've been there at the church of marshall you went through all this but the the bishop is a bishop of the suke realm he's not a, he's not a bishop of churches that's the religion mm-hmm. the kingdom bishop which is christ he's the bishop of the suke realm mm-hmm. the individual soul he's overseeing that selfish ruled self narcissistic region and he's going to eventually take all that narcissism out of you. He's going to take all that uh, uh, sense of uh, privilege and rights. Entitlement. Entitlement. Yeah. All that will be taken out of you by a bishop, <clears throat> Christ the bishop. Mm-hmm. You don't get that from a shepherd. You don't get it from a pastor. Mm-hmm. You don't get it from a teacher. You don't get it from a prophet. You don't get it from an apostle. You have to get it from a shepherd. Mm-hmm. I mean, a, a bishop. Now, in the New Testament... When you ordain elders, they have a twofold responsibility. They are to be bishops and shepherds. They are to oversee the flock of God, the suke realm, and feed the flock of God. Now, when you feed the flock of God, he tells you how to do that by poimen and bosco. You have to uh, feed the mature ones, mm-hmm. poimen, and then you have to bosco the babies, which means the milk of the word. Mm-hmm. But when you go into the bishop, you've got to go into the overseer and the watchman. When you deal with those two terms, there are men who watch for your souls, mm-hmm. Hebrews says, mm-hmm. and they oversee it. And they tell you what they see while they're mm-hmm. over it. Mm-hmm. They, so these are the watchmen and overseers of our lives that help us remove this suke, selfish, narcissistic, entitled type of diva mentality. Mm-hmm. Get it out of Independence. Us. Independence, mm-hmm. lawlessness, uh, disorder, really rebellion. Mm-hmm. All of that is a part of that suke realm. And once that's out of you, they'll cut you off on the freeway and you won't know it. That's when you know it's out of you. That's when the bishop has done his job. I mean, if they cut you off, you don't get mad and angry. You don't know it. You don't pay no mind them cutting you off. If you see them with their blinker on, you'll be glad. Oh, I see what you're saying. You'll be glad to slow down and let them in. It's out of you. You don't have that anymore. Exactly, exactly. So someone at Walmart doesn't handle you right or speak to you right. It's not a problem, ma'am. Right, okay. What can I do? And that's great. And really, I think it's not just... It's not just you deciding you're no. going to not be upset anymore. No. There's a work that's happened inside of you. It's actually a, not there. A anymore. king invaded okay. the right to yourself. 
Okay. The whole Suke realm uh, lives by the motto, the theory of I have the right to myself. Right. Jesus says you do, but it's, you can make a choice, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil or the tree of life. Mm. And so he will invade that if you invite him. Mm-hmm. And once he invades it, he will begin to drive those enemies out and mm-hmm. destroy them. And you don't have that. Like you said, it's not you're trying not to. It's just not there. Mm-hmm. I'll, get, I'll give you a good mm-hmm. uh, good testimony from my wife. Uh, I have a cousin that uh, I'm supposed to go back and see all these shankles. And, and uh, there's two or three shankle males that I just do not prefer to be around at all. We're talking about extremely arrogant and haughty, prideful I don't recognize any of that in me. <laughs> Are you sure you had shinkle blood in you? <laughs> Maybe it was me. It was, yeah. It wasn't them. It was me. But I didn't. I was a little bit apprehensive about going. And Crystal said, "Randy, are you, are you excited about going?" I said, "I am excited about going, but, uh, you know, there's a couple of the of, of my cousins there. I, I don't really prefer to be around." I said, "Now I'd like to, you know, know that." Uh, I'm, I'm not going to cause any problem or anything like that. So I go, and sure enough, the guy that I don't like the most comes, sits right beside me at the table. Wow. And to my amazement, I really enjoyed him. I had fun with him. We just laughed, had a good time. And I said to my <clears throat> older brother that was there, I said, man, he's changed. He said, Randy, he's the same. <laughs> he is identically oh, the same. Wow. And I get in the car, and Chris said, Randy. You had the privilege of Christ revealing to you the years of maturity that you have. Wow. He, he is still Mr. Arrogant. He walks in, and he makes sure everybody in the room notices it's him. <laughs> He's loud. He's a peacock. Wow. He did all that. I didn't pay no mind to it. I just enjoyed it and had fun with him. So I saw that, yes, through the years, my bishop mm-hmm. has invaded mm-hmm. a lot of my narcissism and my mm-hmm. self-value and my self-worth, and mm-hmm. you know who I am, and you can't speak to me <laughs> like that. Nobody talks to me like that. That whole <laughs> list goes on of that suke realm. Mm-hmm. So when you have that bishop, Christ the bishop, and you receive him as a bishop, see, the body of Christ hasn't returned to him as a bishop. Right. They return to him as shepherd. Yeah. They want a gentle shepherd. They don't want a confronting bishop. And mm-hmm. Christ is a very nuthetic is the Greek word yeah. for him. He's yeah. a, he is a nuthetic counselor mm-hmm. or bishop. So that's that's the whole realm of religion again with these two bishops. The kingdom mm-hmm. will is an individual who bishops your soul. And in religion, it's pastors who have been ordained as bishops who oversee district churches mm-hmm. of their denomination. Mm-hmm. It's, there's no scripture for none of that. So um, a lot of what you're saying is, is stuff that I witnessed and I saw actively being engaged in uh, for years, uh, bishop ministry, yeah. uh, uh, eldership, yeah. uh, the shepherds, all that stuff. I saw that. And it makes me think about um, the value in it in in the body of Christ and in in a an assembly yes. setting. But then I think about um, all the different organizations, and I say organizations that I am affiliated with or in some way come in contact with on a, on a regular basis. And I witness, you know, with my my own eyes, I witness, you know, the 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 issues that are going on. And the fact that none of this is in operation, none of this is right. being utilized. Right. There, there's terminology being thrown around, elders, you know. Right. Uh, but the function 
the biblical function, the definition of what their pro, their their proper role is in the body of Christ, yeah. it's not there. Yeah. And so I think about, oh my gosh, you know, uh, uh, occasionally I'll be asked a question, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you know, there's so much work that needs to be done to be, you know? before you even answer that question. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, oh my gosh, there's so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, man. It's true, though. And so, so my my thing is. It's important that this information, this this uh, awareness of the scripture, of the, the the biblical understanding of this whole structure, is so important that it gets out, mm. and that people are able to acquire it and to put it into application. Yeah. You know, it's it's yeah. vital. It's very it's vital because I think I think that you know there were a lot of people that went through SOPU and got training and got that got a lot of this information not all of it right right <clears throat> but the the fundamental the beginnings they got it and some of them took them took it took it out and they're actually reproducing it yes you know and and I'm not sure if you're aware of you know how how they're operating and how they're reproducing but but um it's not in mass right right and i i'm not i'm not naive to think that you know there's not others out there that have the revelation right. and that are that are doing what they have to do, but uh, I think that it's. I'm excited that we're right here doing this. I tell you why I am. I tell you why I'm so excited about this. I always use that one word, invasion. Mm. Christ intends to invade right now, Joe. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not just a visitation. I see. You see, it's yeah. an invasion. Right. Okay. And I do know that you and I are involved in a momentum. Of invasive of be of invasive nature, and all we, and that's what we're doing right, right. here. Yeah. We are invading yeah. uh, people's lifestyles and worlds and their thinking and their religious minds, even as we talk. Yeah. See, I've gone a lot of places, and I've talked to. I've been a lot of churches, ministered, and like you said, these guys call themselves elders. Mm-hmm. And the moment they do, they said, "Well, I'm an elder." I said, "What is an elder ordained to do?" They cannot tell you. Right. See, they think it's they think and use it as a position. It's a title. Right. I'm an elder. Mm. And and the New Testament says if you ordain an elder, <clears throat> there are four scriptures that validates it. <clears throat> Return to the shepherd and bishop of your soul. Every elder must be a bishop and he must be a shepherd. Mm-hmm. He must know how to oversee the suke realm. He must know how to feed the flock of God. Mm-hmm. As I say, God know what a Bosco is, a Poimeno is. Mm-hmm. He's got to know what he's got to know what a watchman is, mm-hmm. and he's got to know what an overseer does. All of those is a part of the ordination of mm-hmm. eldership. <clears throat> And if you're just ordaining the elders so they can have a title or a position, mm-hmm. Satan loves that. That's when he says, go on in church. That don't right. bother me. They're not yeah. doing any damage. But if, if, and there's times, in fact, when you and I, uh, last, oh, we have dinner a couple of times a, a month or so ago, a couple of months ago, and I don't mind speaking into your life. I don't mind you speaking into mine. I, I look at it as funny. It's, it's, I look at it entirely different. When you correct somebody, the majority of people are defensive. Mm-hmm. Now, follow my thinking. Mm-hmm. This is how I think. Now, mm-hmm. this is how I'm thinking. This is how I process things. <clears throat> if you are correcting me. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. I got what you're saying right there. I mean, thank you. <laughs> I, want to, I want to defend that and be wrong the rest of my life. I am being corrected. Right, right. 
And you can stop right there. You got it. I didn't have yeah. that's what I that's where I stop at. <laughs> Why do you go off and, and get so defensive and right? So I'll say to people, yeah. so what do you want to do? Be wrong the rest of your life? <laughs> You're choosing now to be an idiot. Yeah. But if I but here's the thing that you have to realize is that you have to accept a certain sense of humility about yourself in yeah. the presence of Christ the bishop. Number one, you could very well be wrong. And you can very well are wrong, and you can very well be wrong in a number of areas. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if you believe in the fall of man, we're in the process of getting back up from a fall. Right. We have a long ways to travel, and you and I have just touched just very surface of the revelation of the kingdom of God. Agreed. And so you have to take it all with a certain sense of humility and meekness, mm -hmm. and you got to receive with meekness those that instruct you. And don't so you don't start opposing yourself, mm -hmm. and that's what you do. You start opposing yourself, and you have to say, "I say, uh, Joe, I, I'd like to share something with that you. you're doing wrong." Say, hey, man, I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. I'd like to do it right. That should be the attitude. Yeah, it, it should be. And uh, there's another uh, mistake that can occur, in, and that is. Uh, you're willing to receive correction for certain individuals. Yes, yes. Because yeah, I, they are yes. qualified <laughs> yes. to give me correction. <laughs> yes. Don't want no mule talking to me. Don't want no rooster crowing. <laughs> That's true, you know. Yeah. And uh, he couldn't take it from the rooster, and he couldn't take it. Balaam couldn't take it from the mule. Right. You know, well, always a humor, humor to me. First of all, Balaam never never even bad an eye about this subject talking. <laughs> I mean, I, that alone yeah. would get me. Excuse me. <laughs> A mule. You're talking to me? You know, you'd stop and rethink that, but made him just argue with him. <laughs> I don't, that, that, what is wrong with you? A donkey's talking, man. So I thought that was humorous itself, yeah. but I thought, yeah, but you're right. Now, uh, I've had a lot of people call, and they want to talk to me. Mm -hmm. uh, and and the, uh, one of the secretaries said, now, look, we have five elders. Oh, no. No, I want to talk to Randy. Mm -hmm. And they'll even use the term, I want to, I want to talk to the man. Mm -hmm. I, they've used that term. Mm -hmm. Well, they're not going to talk to me. Mm -hmm. You can see right now, I'm not talking to that. Mm -hmm. I remember this one guy, He, as I said, uh, he wouldn't call me nothing but Apostle Shankle. He just mm -hmm. couldn't do it. And then they were out to lunch one day. He said, Randy, you, you got to face something. You're the set man. Huh. You're the set man here. Everybody recognizes that. I said, I don't want to call his name almost is mm -hmm. it, sir. Let me take you back to the scripture in Moses and Joshua when he says, set a man over the congregation. I said, did that testify of me or did that testify of Jesus? Who's a set man? Jesus. And boy, it got him. Wow. Because he, you're right. They, they use that term. Uh, mm. All the, the, these, some of these. Uh, it's a religious term. Yeah. It's a religious term. I'm the set man. Mm. I'm the set man. I said, no, you're not. See, you're testifying of yourself. Mm -hmm. And God, Moses said, God set a man over the congregation after he was gone. Mm -hmm. Well, that man was Christ. Mm -hmm. Search the scriptures, Jesus said. They mm -hmm. testify of me. Mm -hmm. And so the people tried to give me those titles and all those positions that belong to Jesus. And one thing I am so conscious of, Joe, I'm not wanting to usurp Jesus in yeah. any area of right. his life. So I'm not the bishop. I'm not his the life. apostle, yeah. huh? Of his, you said of, of his life. Of his life. I don't want. I don't want to usurp him in any way. Right. I'm not the apostle. I'm not the prophet. Right. I'm not the evangelist. I'm not the shepherd. I'm not the bishop. I'm not the none of the above. Mm -hmm. He's all of that. Mm -hmm. He's the elder. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And he's the bishop. He's the shepherd. He's all of that. That's who he is. And I get the privilege of him living in me and manifesting himself. And I get to see that, him manifest in me. And people may think it's me that, man, you really got this bishoping down. No, he's really got this bishoping down. Mm. He just, and I don't mind him using me. But I know it's not me. I've told my wife, in fact, I didn't have to tell my wife, uh, your wife knows that. And as I said, Chris, you take Jesus Christ away from me. I, I'm a very uncomely member. Mm. And uh, she said, "No, really, you really?" Said, no, I am. Yes, uh, I, I, I think that that's, I think that that's true. And I don't mean that in offense. No, no offense. Taken. It is true. But it, it, it seems that um, uh, men of God that I know, uh, when I study them and I observe them, just purely from a observation, You're right. I think, man, you know. Boy, if it weren't for God, absolutely, you know, and I'm, and and I'm one of those. Yeah, exactly, <clears throat> yep. and, and and I'm aware of the scripture too, and so I I'm like that for sure. You know, this guy's being used of God, but you know that means that there's yeah. some things going on here. <laughs> you, know, you if you go back to my we go back to my humanity. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm a likable guy. I'm very I'm, I'm not very sociable. I don't function well in 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 uh, with a sociable setting. I like to be alone. I like mm-hmm. to be by myself. Mm-hmm. I like to be out in the mountains with mm-hmm. the woods. And mm-hmm. you know, I don't find myself more of a loner. M- much much more of a loner. If if I, Crystal has said, if it wasn't for Jesus Christ, I'd be a hermit. Yeah. I can believe that. Wow. I could live up in the mountains in a cabin and never see anybody and really be successful up there for myself. Mm-hmm. But that's narcissism gone right. to seed. Yeah. You know, yeah. If Christ would leave that alone, and that's the that's the type of guy I'd be. So. I don't look at myself as a likable personality or an individual that's easy to get along with. I find myself very complex and difficult. I love it one time. <clears throat> this is so cute. This was before I was married to Gloria. This was before she died. And she said, she was telling us, my husband is a very deep and complex man. And she was talking, I looked over at her and said, I know what that means. <laughs> I said, those are wonderful words. I love the way you said it. <laughs> that means he's very difficult and hard to get along with. <laughs> but she was clever. She was sharp. My, my husband's very deep and complex. I said, that means I, <laughs> that means I am very difficult to get along with. But so, but Crystal, uh, the, the, who I'm married to now, I married her from in South Africa. And, uh, Man, uh, she said she still believes the same thing that Randy, you're just you're very, you are you're very deep. I mean, mm-hmm. you're very deep and complex. Mm-hmm. So it may be so that mm-hmm. to others I am. And there's a purpose <clears throat> behind it. I think you know, of course we talked earlier about design yeah. and how God creates yeah. an individual because because of the personality of the individual, um, they're going to be more prone to have certain characteristics, but. Some people need certain characteristics to pull off the, the job that they've been having. See, this is what I think, which I believe on sov- sovereign reign and providential rule. Okay, okay. Those two terms rule my life. Mm-hmm. I believe it's sovereignty for me to sit beside my cousin, mm. and I believe God ordained it. So that you could walk away with that awareness yeah. of a work that has been and done. 50 years of not like them. Yeah. And I had 50 minutes where I walked away really liking him. Mm. So I appreciated the Lord. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was the only guy that I've always tried to avoid every time I go back. Mm. But now I look forward to seeing him. Mm. And he's still the same <laughs> way. It just doesn't grate on me anymore. Wow. That just, <clears throat> that's just uh, amazing to think about what that means. Yeah. You know, uh, he hasn't changed, but something's changed in you to where he's not 
a drag to be around. Not at all. Full Isn't that of, interesting? Just, I, I tell you what's interesting here, Joe, on, and I've told Crystal this. I said, Crystal, I want you to consider, is there any individual that you don't like to be around or don't want to be around? Mm -hmm. She's, oh, yes. I said, so let me tell you what that means. Mm. That individual can control you. You get into their presence, you'll change. Mm -hmm. Do you not change when you come into her presence? I mean, so I said, mm -hmm. she's, yes, I do. I said, need to get before Jesus and get that out of you. You don't need to come into the presence of a president of mm -hmm. the United States or anybody and change. Mm. You just need to be you. Mm and be comfortable with who you are in Christ. So she saw that. And this one individual has triggered my wife a hundred times. And mm -hmm. when I finally talked to her about it, how this individual can control your demeanor, mm -hmm. controls your personality, controls your how you behave and conduct yourself within. And then when you walk away from her, you're back to you. Wow. I said, that's control. That's yeah. demonic by nature. <clears throat> yeah. And I said, you are enabling an individual. Mm -hmm. You need to stop it. And she did. She put a stop to it. Said, thank mm -hmm. you. I see it. My God, I, this has been like this for a couple of years. So, wow. so she saw it mm -hmm. and it got delivered of it. Mm -hmm. But there are people, I did the same thing with this cousin of mine mm -hmm. for 50 years. I've had that, oh, don't mention his name. You know, you mention, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just mention of the name and that it controls you. It changes you. So. Question. Um. There's a couple of terms that that are, uh, I think that there are principles that 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 mean a lot. One um, of I'm going to go just right through to the Kisser Cleaver principle and also yeah. handfuls of purpose. In fact, I, I wrote those down and then I realized later, wait a minute, those are from the same. They're really from the same story. The the yes. the whole uh, the Boaz Naomi Boaz field, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so uh, uh, the Kisser Cleaver that that. That is, um, that's that has something to do with uh, whether a person is uh, just temporarily temporary in an individual life, or if it's a permanent, a permanent relationship yes. with somebody. Um, and this comes from the same story of uh, uh, Naomi and Ruth, and Ruth decided she's going to stay with Naomi, mm -hmm. and um, I don't remember the name of the sister. Yeah, but, uh, Ruth said, "Clave unto her." Yes. Yeah, she clave unto her. She clave, <clears throat> and then the sister, which I don't recall her name, she just kissed her. She and kissed said, her goodbye. So the principle that you got from that, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, that's I'd learned then on relationships. Okay. It doesn't matter if it's a marriage or two buddies, or you have a relationship with a friendship, maybe with another woman or another brother or a pastor. It doesn't matter what it is. <clears throat> uh, there are some people by nature, they're just kissers. Uh, they'll, they'll take everything you got, and when you have nothing else to give, they'll kiss you and leave. Mm. And uh, they're abusers, actually, of mankind. And Paul warned us of them to be able to discern these type of people. Now, these are people that are users. They're exploiters. Uh, they're manipulators. Uh, you have to define, and at that time, when Naomi had nothing else to give, she even told the two mm -hmm. daughter-in-laws that my husbands are dead. They've been, if you should wait, you know, I, I don't even have any more sons for you. Well, then I'm going to go. And so I've learned it in my own life that uh, that's how I got it. I've watched it at the church in Marshall. The guys would come in, some would cleave and some would kiss. Mm -hmm. And the cleavers are those that they may leave, but they still cleave. 
Mm. And the Bible says of, of Adam and Eve uh, that uh, he, he said that the, you are to leave and cleave. There are some people that can stay and cleave. There are some people that can leave and cleave. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then there are some people just kiss you and they're gone. Mm. And so you got to discern between the lever, uh, mm-hmm. cleavers and the uh, and the kissers. Mm-hmm. And it's a matter of understanding relationships. Now, a lot of that happens in uh, primarily of the firstborn. His primary interest is himself. Yeah, yep. it's, it's about me. So I have to, everybody I meet, if I'm in that firstborn, everybody I meet is I'm going to determine how do I profit from you? Mm. What can you do for mm-hmm. me? What can you give me? How will mm. I advance in my life? Or, and if you don't add anything to me, I'll, I'll give you a kiss. Yeah, you, it's over with. Because you have no value right. as an in, individual. You only have value in what you can, I can mm-hmm. get out of you. Mm-hmm. So these are people who really do not value the entity of an individual like Christ does. They, 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 they uh, estimate the premium and value of what that individual has. So they'll come to the church. You've seen it. You'll come to the church of Marshall because I have a lot of gifts, talents, and graces. Mm-hmm. And they will really exploit every one of those. And then when they finally got everything they can out of my gifts, talents, selections, and elections, and appointments, and all the other, then they'll kiss you, and they're good. And you never hear from them again. Right. They got what they came for. They got what they came for. And they're <clears throat> out of here to go benefit themselves. Yes. More. And I think this is what is a destroyer of the body of Christ or the kissers, mm-hmm. and uh, they'll go from church to church, kissing, 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 kissing. Now, the problem with kissers is they don't stay long enough to get impregnated with mm-hmm. the Word of God, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then they still, they just go from place to place to place mm-hmm. to place, ex- extracting, mm-hmm. getting, getting, getting. So what happens with kissers, they're the getters of life. Mm-hmm. And the with Christ, he God's the love he gave. There's, there's the givers and there's the getters. Mm-hmm. And all these people that just want to get, you just you need to stay away from them. Mm-hmm. I mean, man, they will bankrupt you fast. Yeah. yeah. And so that doesn't mean money. That's anything that you've got talent, right, skill, right. ability. <clears throat> people come in here and say, "Oh, man, you got all this equipment, this media, Joe. I think we could do something <laughs> together." Right. Immediately they start right. that. Right. But they're really not thinking we're going right. to do something together. Right. They go, "I'm going to do something. I'm going to use you right. and your equipment and." Yeah, they, yeah, that's that's what the guys you stay away from. Mm-hmm. I've been around those guys most of my life. Mm-hmm. But they're the other guys, the wonderful cleavers. As I said, there's two of them. They cleave and stay. They they leave and cleave. And when you leave and cleave, that, that means, no, you really wasn't supposed to remain there, but you're not supposed to disconnect and relocate. Right. right. So we talk about uh, disconnect or relocate. And so there are people who relocate but they don't disconnect now i'd have to say that's you and me you mm-hmm. and i've been together you, mm-hmm. you couldn't get away from me i can't get away yeah. from I, this is the seventh time that we've joined yeah <laughs> and we will continue <laughs> right and we will because it's just mm-hmm. god right and now that we both recognize that we don't mind we don't have to be in the same city we don't have to mm-hmm. be in the same fellowship we don't have to be in the same anything as long as it, this is a relationship it mm-hmm. has nothing to do with what goes on exterior mm-hmm. from all that mm-hmm. so we will continue to do it do whatever god's told us to do but yeah the the kisser cleaver is one of my greatest teachings mm-hmm. and what it does uh, the primary revelation for it is the preservation of your soul your heart mm-hmm. How you can make quit making mistakes and letting people use you, exploit you, abuse you, manipulate you, intimidate you, and get what they want from you and then drop you. Mm-hmm. And oh, you feel so 
lifeless and so mm-hmm. used up and so mm-hmm. abused. And then these people have to recover from the kissers. Mm-hmm. And these are everybody that will do everything but marry you, so to right. speak. They won't do it. They want everything from you. Right. They want all the sex. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Uh, yep. Sorry, right. They want all the sex. They want all the money. They want all the cars. They want the credit card. Right. They want the beautiful house. But no ring. I don't want no ring. No responsibility. No accountability. Mm-hmm. No, no, Life, no, no. Long devotion. Yes, yeah. all the above that makes it happen. Yeah. And these are kissers. And I'm telling you, the church is full of them. Marriages is full oh, yeah. of it. Yeah, they move from one church to the other. And they it's, do. It's regular. It's a regular. And that's where I think a lot of these churches have to up their game. They yeah. have to have better performers, uh, better lighting, better Yes, audience. yes, they have they to. They have to. Or he'll it's, go somewhere else. It's, it's almost like, you know, having the best haircut. Yes. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. You got to have the best, or they're mm-hmm. not going to hang around because they're really into it for themselves. Mm-hmm. And if you can't produce, I'm out of here. So, I'm grateful. I stopped producing a long time ago. I just do what Jesus told me to do, and people can come and go, stay, leave. I don't even think about it. No one pay no mind to it. Uh, what's beautiful about it? I have never. I've been in the Church of Marshall for 36 years. I have never looked at who comes and goes. I've never looked at the ties or the money or how much comes in. I go, I couldn't tell you to this day. I could care less. <laughs> and that's the truth. I don't even pay no mind to it. Doesn't mean anything to me what, what Jesus told me to do. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what it means to me is mm-hmm. I don't care what people do and come and go. And Kisser's Cleaver is going to mm-hmm. be till Jesus comes. Yeah. I don't think it'll ever end. You're going to have Kisser's and Cleaver's. The difference is you've got to be wise on the Cleaver's. You've got to be. you got to know who the cleavers are. Mm-hmm. You can give your life to those. You can mm-hmm. lay down your life for those type of people, and they'll always be there. Mm-hmm. I got a couple of brothers, <laughs> Rob and Reese. Mm-hmm. I tell you, it wouldn't matter what I did. It wouldn't matter how much in the flesh I got, or how sarkikos or sukikos I got. They're they're cleavers. They're right there in, in a heartbeat every time. And it doesn't matter. They they accept my now all cleavers, uh, except. Uh, your humanity they they will endorse it and they will love you for who you are even though you're in the process of being transformed by christ mm-hmm. and by the way we'll be in that process yeah, until be. christ comes and and that's kind of um family does that uh yes I mean, you have yes. you have relatives brother sister whatever uh one phone call and you're there that's right. You know, it, it uh, it's just you know I cannot see a, a brother for ten years, but if he called, yep. I'd show up. Sure, you know, because of that fact that you know we're family, and I think that what Cle- what Cleavers is all about. That's what Cleavers is all about, and and recognizing those people, mm-hmm. you can bank on them, and they mm-hmm. can bank on you. Mm-hmm. You know, that it's like you say, it's there, mm-hmm. and boy, you have to have people you can depend on. Mm-hmm. You have to. I mean, without it, man, it's a lonely life. Oh yeah. Next subject is, um, and I, I believe that this is the the last subject that I have written down. Anyway, we yeah. could, we went all different kinds of different ways, but one other subject that I wanted to cover, if we can, if it's possible, is the the handfuls of purpose. Um, this was this was uh, one of the first that I heard, and it really, uh, I when I was in, in in SOP, I was like, man, I'm here to get handfuls of purpose. I'm not, I'm not going to just, um, you know, be a student. I'm going to yeah. get. And so that sounds terrible, but that's I, I really. <laughs> well, that's what they were there to do. Now, yeah, the disciples come to to get something from yeah. God, yeah. and he, he, you, you can't bankrupt him. He don't care. Right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. And so, 
tell tell me about that 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 principle, the the handfuls of purpose. What was the the what was going on there? Well, that was the story of Boaz and Ruth. Yes. And uh, she came in, and this uh, Boaz represents Christ, right. and of course Ruth represents the body of Christ, <clears throat> and uh, she came in and in great need of a kinsman mm-hmm. and someone that would redeem her. Well, that, that's because her. Her spouse died. Yes. Is that right? Yeah, left her without anything. And, and according to the Jewish law, the next in, next of kin would take up that mm-hmm. uh, kinsman mm-hmm. inheritance. <clears throat> well, that speaks of Christ, our kinsman. Mm-hmm. And he's our kinsman redeemer. Mm-hmm. But if I can just tell the story, then we'll mm-hmm. relate to Christ in a moment. But the beautiful thing about Boaz, he had a principle that he lived by with his uh, with the harvest. <clears throat> And during the harvest time, uh, he would always leave handfuls around on the outside of the harvest uh, for the poor and for those that are in need. And they would come and have free uh, reaping. They could reap it free. And it's called handfuls of purpose, which means he leaves them handfuls on purpose. Mm. And But he wouldn't tell them. He just, he just have all the harvesters don't reap at all. Mm-hmm. Well, this goes back to now. And that's where Ruth began to harvest her for her and Naomi. She began to take care of her mother-in-law by getting the handfuls of purpose of the harvest and taking it back home and feeding her mother-in-law. And what happened on handfuls of purpose was with Christ— the joy of mine in your life is do not forget all of his benefits, handfuls. Mm-hmm. You and I get things, and mm-hmm. we could use another term, perks. Right. And we get perks just by serving him, by loving him and, and fellowshipping him. Wow, that's right. Hmm. Any man that could have just given to him joy and peace mm. and rest. Wow. Uh, all these are handfuls of purpose. Mm. I, I think that we do not, in, in the teaching of handfuls of purpose, it's also a corrective method mm. to reprove people for not being thankful mm-hmm. for Jesus Christ. <clears throat> and all I hear about is him as a savior and what they can get from him, what they need from him, what they're asking him for. And mm-hmm. it goes on and on and on. <clears throat> But my life has been filled with the joy of handfuls of purpose. I have probably eaten as much from the remnants as I have from the table. Hmm. And I'm grateful for it. There's as much crumbs as fallen from the master's table as there's been food on the plate. <laughs> <clears throat> and I'm grateful for the perks. Hmm. Who do, Forget not all of his benefits. Who forgiveth all thy iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. The joy, the justification, the sanctification, the reconciliation to the Father, uh, to be made the righteousness of God, to be a king and a priest, and to have a position, a title in God as the Son, mm. to have all, be an heir of God, a joint equal heir of Jesus Christ. And the list mm. goes on and on, <laughs> having nothing to do with going to heaven. Right. To have the joy of the Lord and, and to add strength to strength and faith to faith and going from glory to glory. All of this about the Redeemer, the Justifier, the Sanctifier, the Justifier, all of that is handfuls of purpose. Mm-hmm. This is what you get when you enter the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, why would you not want to come in? <laughs> so I look at handfuls as 
Boaz, the reflection of Jesus Christ. Look, Randy, I'm going to open up my hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. You're going to want for nothing. You'll desire nothing, want nothing. You don't even have to give any thought to your life. You don't have to pray about it. You don't have to confess, God, meet my needs. You don't have to do all that. You just seek me and the kingdom of God first. All this will be added to you. So see, this is where I call, I, I, I believe there's an entering into the kingdom that you come under the rule of Jesus Christ, your king, Lord, and master, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to where you believe you are taken care of without asking. If he said, I know what you have needed before you ever ask, and I believe that he does. And before you can ever ask, he said, I will answer thee. Mm -hmm. Now, these two scriptures satisfies mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. So this is where I draw the line and walk in the floor all during the night, confessing the scripture. My God shall supply all my needs. I thank you, Jesus. I'll be able to pay this house. Over. I thank you. This car, this car will not be repossessed. I'm believing the word of God. I don't believe in that. I just believe you're just, that's, most of that's a bunch of fear, st stress, and strife and confusion to you. You're just trying to talk yourself into faith. Yeah. When in essence it says, Jesus, I roll the care of this over mm -hmm. on me, mm -hmm. over on you. I was going down <clears throat> many, many, many years ago. Now we're going to go back about 45 years ago. I just started off in the kingdom of God and with Christ. And may, he spoke to me so clearly, you take care of my business, I'll take care of your business. And it came from that scripture. I was reading it when Jesus said, I must be about my father's business. I looked at that, that thing was a rhema. Mm. And I heard him say, you take care of my business, I'll take care of you. I've never taken care of my business since. <laughs> I've never prayed about bills. I never prayed mm -hmm. about money. Joe, we're talking about almost 50 years I've never prayed about my needs that I can ever remember of. I've never had to even do that. I thought, as long as I seek first the kingdom of God and seek you, you said, Randy, you have no thought for what you're going to eat or where you're going to sleep or what you're going to drink or what you're going to wear or where you're going to live. Don't you worry about it. I've got it's, all that taken care of. That's not a standard um, way of thinking. No, it is not. It is not. It is a kingdom way of thinking. See, I believe I serve a government that takes care of my needs as long as I do what the governor tells me to do. It's a simple mathematics to me. And if he said it, he said, Here, think about this. Just think about it. He said, he said, give no thought for your life. Well, the word life is suke. Mm. Give no thought for your natural soulish life and what you want, think you want. You will want for nothing. Remember what he said to Peter? Peter, have you lacked anything since I've been with you? Mm. No, Lord, nothing. So I'm looking at it and thinking, <clears throat> here's, here's my other thought to it. He could speak to either one of us. There are millions and millions of dollars hid, stashed, gold coins everywhere, mm -hmm. all over this earth. Mm -hmm. He could just visit you one night in a dream and tell you where it's at. So you're looking at it, said the, the mountains, I mean the hills and the mountains are the Lord, and the cattle right. and a thousand hills, they're all his, everything. And uh, <clears throat> he could make you a multimillionaire before tomorrow night. Yeah. He, he paid his taxes from a Yeah, from fish. a fish, man. Go fishing. <laughs> So have you looked in the fish's mouth <laughs> after you went fishing? But the fact that that's, that's the beauty of this, yeah. uh, trusting God with your life. See, yeah. this is the difference in trusting with, with your needs. Right. And here's the problem with the needs and life difference is people think they have needs, but the problem of it is it's about their life. Mm -hmm. If they didn't have a care for their life, they wouldn't have a need for their life. Mm. Needs for mm -hmm. their life. So when you cast that over on Christ, he said, give no thought for your life. He didn't say give no thought for your needs. And then he starts talking about your needs. Mm -hmm. 
But he was talking about the reason you have this problem is you think about yourself and what you need, and ain't nobody going to take care of me but me, and I'm going to take care of myself. That's the thought behind all that. But if you say, all right, Jesus, here's, here's the deal. You said it. <clears throat> I'm not going to give any thought for my life. And he will say, and you will lack for nothing. Hmm. And I'm telling you, I have lacked for nothing. So I'm grateful, but I go back, that's that handfuls. Yeah. Uh, I would just summarize it by saying the perks. Yeah. The perks yeah. of serving Jesus yeah. Christ. And for people who are highly depressed, just to be out of depression is a joy. People that's in pain, just to be out of pain in their body is, is a perk. Mm-hmm. You get all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got born again, but the rest of it's just perks. Yeah, it's, uh, I think it's uh, underappreciated. Uh, that's good. That's, that really, uh, I think that's very helpful because it reminds us that we, live an, we have the ability to live an abundant life. Let me ask you this, and this is not for you to answer. To con- mm-hmm. This is ask, asking you likely to be asking the millions mm-hmm. of people. Well, I'll, I'll change it so it doesn't bring that in, uh, that infliction or that reflection on that. <clears throat> many, many times still I'll thank him for my hearing. I'll thank him for my eyes. I thank him for mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I thank him for my taste buds. Mm-hmm. I'll taste something good. I want to thank you for my taste buds. Yeah. I appreciate it. I want to thank you that my fingers mm-hmm. are so remarkable that they can do so much stuff. Mm-hmm. And I've told him before, I thank you that I'm ambidextrous. And I am. I use my left hand as much as I do my right hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm right-handed, but I shoot a rifle left-handed. I shoot a pistol left-handed. I shoot pool left-handed. I shoot a bow and arrow left-handed. <laughs> and, and Crystal, I didn't know this since I've been married to Crystal, and she'll say, depends on where they set your glass at a restaurant. If they set your glass on your right side, you'll eat with your left hand. If they set it on your left hand, you'll eat with, you'll eat with your right hand. I didn't know that, but it's a 100% true. Mm-hmm. So I do so much, and I'm thankful to be ambidextrous. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, I thank you that I'm ambidextrous. So I thank him for what we take granted for, right. to be able to see, to yeah. be able to smell, to be able to hear. I believe this, that's perks. Mm. I just believe it's a part of thank you, mm-hmm. Jesus. I appreciate mm-hmm. my health. I appreciate the fact I'm not in pain. Mm-hmm. I thank you that I'm 72 and I don't take any medication mm-hmm. at all. I'm grateful for that. Mm-hmm. So all these things, I just think that you're right. We uh, we take for granted. And all we, and I'll tell you where I got it from, Joe. The uh, men, the leprous men, all of them left except one. And Jesus made note of the fact he came back and said, thank you. Mm-hmm. Now, here's one of my favorite scriptures. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving. I will come into his courts with praise. <clears throat> Most people I know, they enter with asking and requesting and supplications. That's true. They do not come in with thanksgiving, and they don't have a list of things to thank him for, and they should. Uh, that's true. They should thank him. Believe this or not, I, re- I have thanked him so much for you. Mm. I'm so thankful for me, for you and for our friendship. Mm. I really am. I'm grateful. It brings me life. It mm. brings me joy. It refreshes me. I mm. told Chris, I love being with them. I love what mm. we do. Now, you've got to give thanks for that if it's of God. It's I mean, it's a joy. Exactly. This is not grievous. This mm-hmm. brings life to me. Mm-hmm. I don't mean just what we do, but mm-hmm. it's because mm-hmm. of you. I was meeting with, uh, <clears throat> I met with two of the leaders today because I had a problem. And I don't know what to do about it. I'm around an individual that God has placed in my life that's difficult for me. <laughs> and you can't talk Jesus with him. <laughs> he's he's a conspiracy theorist. Oh, yeah. 
and it's governmentally. It's always mm-hmm. about the government right. and the conspiracy and what they're doing and how they're taking our lives from. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, I don't think like that. Right. And I, I will give them the scripture. Hey, brother, you and I, we've been we've been separated, translated. Right. Separated, translated, separated. We're in a different tra- kingdom. Yeah, yeah. We're separated out of the world, translated yeah. into the kingdom. Right. I'm living a translated life. You're not even living a separated life. Mm-hmm. But I went and talked to him because <clears throat> he has been appointed into my life, mm-hmm. and I don't want him to. And he doesn't change me when I'm around him. I just get tired of hearing that. Yeah. And I'll tell him, "Hey, brother, I don't want to hear that no more. Well, you need to hear this. This is what's going on." I said, I'm not of that world. I don't care what. I said, "Jesus Christ is the King, Lord of uh, of the United States, and let him deal with Pelosi and Biden right, and right. all the rest of them." <laughs> I said, "By you giving thought." Does it change anything? So not a thing. So I do that. Said all that to say that <clears throat> I haven't got to a place I give God thanks for Him. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be honest to say I want to tell you that there are some people difficult to be around, right? And you don't think about thanking them. But see, I'd hate to yoke with you, knowing it's mm-hmm. God and it's difficult all the right. time. See, now I've done that in the past. Mm-hmm. You and I had a real good friend. He <clears throat> was a great guy. And he's, he passed on. I think he had a stroke. You know, mm-hmm. I think you know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I loved him, but boy, he just wasn't spiritual. You mm-hmm. could not get into mm-hmm. the Word of God with him. Wow. I would talk to him, and he said, I, I confronted him. I said, you don't pray, and you don't read the Bible. No, I don't, I don't do that. Wow. And I'm thinking, he and I, we're yoked together. We're yeah. going down the river together. Yeah. He's helping me with all, yeah. everything I do. And he's a real good friend. I loved him. Mm-hmm. I liked him. Mm-hmm. He was funny, mm-hmm. but I couldn't talk Jesus. And wow. see, after a while, that's frustrating for me because mm-hmm. that's my life. He's mm-hmm. my life. It says that. Scripture says in Christ, who is my life. Mm. And he's not He's not everybody's life. He's He's on the page somewhere. Right. You know, he's somewhere in there. Right. You know, I got my wife, my kids, yeah. my dogs, yeah. and yeah. Jesus, and yeah. all that. And uh, I have, I've told Chris when I first married, I said, Chris, I have two pieces of paper. God is the only name on one. <laughs> and you're at the top of the next one and then all, everybody else. And don't ever think about changing that. It mm-hmm. won't work. I only have, and it's true. That's what I told yeah. her. <clears throat> yeah. And that's all, that's where I live. This one is my life. Mm-hmm. This one here I live with. Mm-hmm. All these I live with, but this yeah. is my life. Yeah, I, 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 I stay pretty busy in my, in my, in my business. And, but there's there's a program always running. It's God. Yeah. It's always there, and it doesn't matter what I'm doing throughout the day. It's quick. Yes. It's it's like uh, I do have a, a a business where I could, va- yeah, I could slide out and oh, not sure. really be noticed. <clears throat> sure. I have a good team, uh, but I do uh, carry my I carry my weight mm-hmm. as well. And but it's really thrilling that that having that sensitivity that I could be in the middle of something that's taking all of my attention in, in business, but ha- having the sensitivity to know, you know, that, that it's always there. It's always, yes. it's just, it's just a whisper and I'm yep. push away. Yep. You know, this is just not that important to me. That's a joy to have that brother. Mm-hmm. It is. It really is. Yep. Well, you know what? Yep. I think that we are, I, I, I've, you know, I, I sat down and I started writing things <clears throat> earlier, and I thought, okay, you know, these are some things that that I think are, are important things to address, and I I pray that you know God you know keeps um, giving me ideas on on what should be what we should talk about. Yeah. <clears throat> what people are hearing right now is the 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 gospel of the kingdom. Yep. 
And <clears throat> I'm excited about this. I'm excited because I, I mentioned many times that I've had my ear to the ground. I've been listening yeah. and hearing, and I've not heard this at all. I mean, I've spent, uh, I've, I probably have watched hundreds and thousands, literally thousands of, of, of channels on YouTube, seeing what's going on, what's yep. going on here, what's yep. going on here. Okay, that's interesting. <clears throat> Let me do this. And there's nothing like this that I have that I've come across. And nor have I, and I, that's why I'm I'm thankful that I I think our time is now. Mm-hmm. So I think I've been groomed for this for 52 years. Mm-hmm. I think I've come to the kingdom for such a time as this, because in America you can't hear the gospel of the kingdom. You just cannot. And I believe now it will hit. And once it hits, it's it's like an avalanche or mm-hmm. maybe a tsunami or something, like a snowball. Once it gets rolling, I was with a brother up in Fort Smith. I wish I could remember what he said word for word. But he had a, uh, I was with, and the Spirit of the Lord came up on him. He began to prophesy to me about momentum. And in momentum, <clears throat> he got into, oh, I wish I'm doing it a terrible injustice. Mass and uh, mass versus momentum, and he said, once the momentum begins, the mass is inevitable. Per, the, 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 yeah, okay, I I, I see, yeah. I visualize what I, he's talking I do about too. So you and I, we have <clears throat> momentum, mm-hmm. and after and we've already been doing this. Now mm-hmm. we've already started. The momentum is there, mm-hmm. and now it will begin to have the mass mm-hmm. to it, to add it to it. Mm-hmm. So he used the same term as a snowball going down the hill, mm-hmm. and by the time he ins- hits the bottom of the hill, it'll wipe out a home. Yeah, it's like <clears throat> inertia. Inertia. Uh-huh. He used that term, by okay. the way. He used that same term mm-hmm. too. So he said, "That's what's going to happen in my latter days." Mm-hmm. Is that there's going to be that inertia here? I'm glad you brought that up. You're going to have an inertia that hits, and it starts a momentum in God, a moment in God, and then that turns into a mass. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we're at. Though thy beginning was small, yet thy latter end shall greatly increase. I mean, that's same yeah. thing. Yeah. So, Joe, I've enjoyed tonight, man. Me too. I think that's great. Yeah, and we too. will continue again with more kingdom next time.